boys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesdays. Uh huh. How's how's things going? Great. It's good. Oh, one of my friends. One of my friends so called me names today. So you know, it's it's funny. One of <laughs> my down. one of my friends uh, was making fun of my financial situation. It's funny you say that. Just saying. It is. Like it's, it hurts you in the soul, right? Everything really? that we're going through, and you know, you express care and concern for a person, and it's, it's what you get. What a dickhead. Anyways. <laughs> wow. There you go. Oh, no, your friend. He's a scumbag. I wouldn't be friends with him anymore. I, I don't like to call people names, so. Sandwich. <laughs> just saying. You know, I mean, just ripping on his two buds and everything like that. I mean. We try to show him how to get through life accordingly, and this is how he treats us. I, I, I just want to say, first of all, I wasn't making fun of Monty's financial situation. I was making fun of how he was handling it because it made me laugh at his, uh, oh, no. But so I, I had, wasn't. So, so for those who, who I'm sure have been through it, um, when, you, uh, when you're backing something on Kickstarter and then it gets funded um, – you know, you have to kind of go through like a survey and you have to pay like a certain different balance. And usually it's it's not that much. Usually it's anywhere from usually it's like five to thirty dollars minimum, depending on the add ons and the shipping and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expect I was ex- expecting a three dollar charge on my credit card. And uh, I got an alert that I got two hundred dollars uh, placed <laughs> on my card, uh, at which point sandwich just laughed at me. Um, I was not laughing at you. I was laughing at your oh no. <laughs> wow, Nick, that what a, I have a very similar story. I was uh I was expressing concern for the sandwich's well-being mm-hmm. and perhaps maybe some questionable choices that he was making with regards to his health. Mm-hmm. And what did I get? I uh, got, you got you got two. So. I got I got called names. Yeah, you got some attitude. How dare how dare I express concern? You see, sandwich. The other thing you want to be careful is making sure that uh, when you're saying nasty things to people, it's not in uh, written form and it's not being recorded, because that that's usually how it comes back to haunt you in some way, shape, or form. You see, this is us caring and giving you life advice. You're welcome. For everybody else. You can go to patreon.com slash geekstufftng to help support this lovely show with two wonderful guys and one jerk of a sandwich. For just a dollar, get access to our Discord service, which is a text voice service. Um, think of it like this exclusive chat room to our members. I have to interrupt you because yeah. you can just see on his face that he's just holding it in. He's just, he wants so desperately to rip into both of us right now. And you can see it is, do you see that look on his face? I've seen that look before. That's the look of in any other moment, in any other people, in any other time, if this was like at the, at Retailer X's shop and, so, and, and he would completely rip into those people. You know so I actually take that as a mark of respect, and I appreciate you, Sandwich. And you know, and I know that Nick and I are busting your balls, and that's fine. Sure. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. You can oh. let it. You can let it go. It's all right. not, we're, just, it's, we're just joking with you. I know it's funny. That's why I, I don't want to laugh at my own pain. Because <laughs> again, we can say that. Yeah. We can say these. Things. Anybody else said that? 
That would be a they'd have a problem. They'll have broken thumbs. Uh, yeah. For $3 a month, you'll get access to the show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night. Yes. Any sneak peek at the prep sheet for five dollars a month, you get the weekend bonus show, which the sandwich has been doing. And sandwich, I gotta say, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I'm digging it. Um, still to this day, you're the one that you did when uh Kobe passed away. That the weekend uh-huh. after, to this day, the best bonus show. I mean, that one was just oh, like thank st- you. that's stellar. And uh, you'll also get access to the vintage shows of Geeks of TNG for that $5 mark. And for $10, uh, like uh, Mr. West Coast Scott right now chatting with us, you can get access to our live Instagram show as well as some of the other previous perks. Can, can we call on. vintage geek stuff uh, Geek Stuff BC? Well, that's a good question. Or, or is that not uh, something we want to approve? That's the before, <laughs> the before times. Yeah. In the long, long ago. The that's long, why it's the BC. I think I, I think that's something we need to take to our uh, um, our board. Our uh, if our, you our board. have an opinion on calling old geek stuff geek stuff BC, you can call us at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Reach out to us. Let us I know mean, what you think. What's the C stand for in BC? Those. What's the TNG stand for in TNG? Well, that's open to interpretation, but so you, is you DC. Seem, well, so why can't we? You know, I'm just saying it's just random letters. Why isn't it Geek Stuff QX? <laughs> I don't know. It could be Geek Stuff QX. I'm not stopping you. I just thought of BC for completely no other reason. The reason that uh, you notice that Sandwich and 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 Monty and I are spitballing a lot of ideas is because we have. Uh, I guess I can pull back the curtain a little bit. We yeah. have just acquired. A new uh, web designer who is currently in the process of redoing our web page. So yes. that's very exciting. Indeed, I'm I'm like really excited to get that uh, that ball rolling, as it were. Oh yeah. Um, especially since uh, I'm I'm having a feeling the the special I wanted to do for the 600th episode um, is not going to happen at this point. I feel I'm starting to feel like <laughs> we're still going to be stuck, still stuck inside our homes. Uh, within it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a Zoom meetup. Hey, we two. can we can celebrate the 600th episode at any time. This is true, even if we're in the 700s by then. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what it may end up being uh, at this point. This episode celebration for the 600th episode. <laughs> it, you know that's what we'll call it too. It's like episode 731. Uh, Happy 600. celebrating <laughs> episode 600. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, boys, we have a lot of stuff that we need to hit on today. This is a thick prep sheet. It is. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a segment just on the Star Wars. So this Ooh. is, is going to be a lot of me reading the headlines and you guys really just chatting. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah. So let's get going. So uh, the first bit of news, this one dropped earlier today. Uh, it's been announced that in for Mandalorian season two, Kate, who Sackoff? Is to play the live action version. Katie, Katie Sackoff. What I say, Kate, Katie Sackoff to play the live action version of her Clone Wars character, Bo Katan. Bo Katan is the uh, is a Mandalorian warrior who is effectively running Mandalore. I think at the end of the Clone Wars. Uh, so if you watch the the uh, the recent season of Clone Wars, the final season, so they say. Um, then you may have noticed uh, Bo-Katan, which is a character she voices, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
um, uh, a character that she voices that um, I think I think at the end, I think if I'm remembering it correctly, I guess I feel like she is in charge of Mandalore at the end of the movie. So uh, at the end of the series, sorry. I don't know that I'm trying to think if in in Rebels we see Bo-Katan in Rebels. I don't remember if we do or not. We may. I just may be forgetting. I don't think um, we do. What's that? I don't think we do. I don't remember. This doesn't look familiar enough. It's it's kind of cool that they've gotten Katie Sackoff to play the role because I think I think age-wise it'll probably match up very nicely. I also think the fact that you know having more actual Mandalorian characters uh, kind of flowed in would is very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised either if we saw um, at some point maybe um, Sabine, who is the Mandalorian from Rebels. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her, although the I suppose the end of the Rebels series maybe leaves that a bit of an open-ended question. That that aside, all that speculation aside, it's great that they got Katie Sackhoff because she's been really chomping at the bit to do something else in the genre. I mean, she's at every convention you've ever been at, uh, and most of them anyway. And she, of course, gained popularity for playing Starbuck in the uh, sort of the reboot Battlestar Galactica franchise. Uh I don't even know how long ago it is. A hundred years ago now. <laughs> not the original one. Not the one with Dirk Benedict and Lord and Green. And not that one, but the more recent one. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really good news. Has that been confirmed or is that still a rumor at this uh, point? It's been confirmed by deadline. Uh, okay. Well, possible, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, so is it – so, I mean, obviously you boys follow this a lot closer. So is it are, – are they able to make this, like, seamlessly, like, in canon – so that it's all uh, in the same universe to make this to kind of pull this off appropriately, like is it gonna well, f- is it gonna feel forced? Do you feel or or how do you guys like kind of? Uh, you want to go first, Kev? Or no, you go. Yeah, go. I I think the way they can handle it, you know, I I don't see it being forced. You know, I think you know, as in the way that Marvel kind of has this huge multi level connected universe, mm-hmm. they're starting to mold that with Star Wars too, where you know. The animated and the movie and the TV shows. For, the universe is so expansive that it, it it's not outside of the realm of reason for it all to be connected to some degree. Okay. So I don't see it being a stretch that, you know, uh, I forgot her name, Bo-Katan shows up or any of the Mandalorians and other previous products or really anyone, you know, unless they died, that yeah, that could be a problem. Well, but- <laughs> speaking of death, speaking of, speaking of Mandalorians who died... Do you have oh, another news story? article there? Yeah, we and do. That was that was going to be the next one. Why don't you go, Sandwich? Went to the next one. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, is it confirmed that he's coming back? Uh, yeah, it's con. It's. I, I think I, so. Yeah. I do not want to say this first name. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm letting you read the story. Tamura Tamura Morrison. I'm going to go with that one. Tamura Morrison. Morrison returns to Star Wars to play Boba Fett. So. Yeah, he played it in in Star Wars: Attack of the Clones, uh, in the prequel trilogy. He was Boba Fett, so he's coming back to 
play? He was, is he in the Mandalorian? He was he was not Boba Fett in those movies. He was not Boba Fett. No, he was no. He was Jango Fett. Jango. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking do not. Uh, and Boba Fett, of course, was well, a clone. Te- technically, <laughs> no. The actor Daniel Logan played uh, young Boba Fett in Episode Two. But te- <laughs> you're right. Jango Fett. Boba Fett is the clone of Jango Fett. Correct. In a way, I'm not horribly off. The actor tomorrow Morrison has never played. <laughs> Did Boba not play Fett, Boba Fett that I'm aware of. However, he did play all of the clones in episode two and episode, particularly episode three. Because don't forget, all the clone army is all oh. clones of Jango Fett. You, you know so what Every it was? time you saw a clone with his helmet off, yeah. it was, it was Tamora Morrison. So in the article, they're saying he's playing Boba Fett. That's why I got he confused. Is, yes. In The Mandalorian, he will play a, a, some version of Boba Fett. Now, no one knows exactly what this means. Um, uh, no one knows exactly what this means with regards to, is it going to be a flashback? Because if it's not a flashback, this establishes that Boba Fett made it out of the Sarlacc pit in Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, which is a which bit has of a been stretch. a popular fan theory for, let me think, forever. Yeah. So um, that would establish that. I think it's really exciting that they got him to do the role uh, again because age-wise he'll work in the role based on the span of time that has occurred between um, when we first saw the character of Boba Fett in Episode Two and and now. So I really like that. I really I'm really excited about that. So we'll we'll have to. Uh, We'll have to wait and see how that goes. Mm. But other than those two, the only other Mandalorian character, there are two other Mandalorian characters of significance. One, uh, one was, uh, what's her name? I can't remember who led Mandalore. I think she's dead. Uh, I think she died in Clone Wars, I think. Um, and then Pre Visla, who, uh, who is another standout Mandalorian who I also think might be dead. Um, but I'm not really sure about that either. Uh, two things of note: at the end of Mandalorian, the um, the Imperial officer, whose name I've forgotten, and the actor as well, um, he has the he has the um, the dark saber at the end yes. of Mandalorian season one. The dark saber is a Mandalorian relic, and the last person we saw to have the dark saber, I think, was Sabine. Uh, from Rebels, I think she had it at the end of the series. So again, they're kind of weaving a lot of stuff here. Um, and like Sandwich said, how they're connecting the whole universe, which I think is really great. Um, and the fact of the matter is that Mandalorian season one was so knock your socks off good. Um, and it sounds like with the addition of uh, Katie Sackoff and the previously uh, reported on um, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting season, certainly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, also, to add on to a, a, a smidge more Mandalorian news, uh, the CEO of Disney, Bob Chapek, uh, said that unlike uh, some other products uh, or, or uh, shows and movies, The Mandalorian will not be delayed. Uh, it is on track for an October release. 
uh, uh, that Chapik suggested, but there was no specific date that he announced. Uh, the only major, pro- which is obviously good news for um, you know everybody working on the show, they said that they were in post production. They're in the midst of continuing with pro- post production. Uh, unfortunately for the platform, though, there's a lot of other high profile shows that uh, did not make it along nearly as well. Uh, one of which is the Falcon and a Winter Soldier had a mess of filming problems before this whole quarantine took place. So it will go, the, the platform will go a few months without any kind of big high profile uh, uh, shows that are going to be hitting it, which is very unfortunate for it. But at least we know uh, that we're not going to get that uh, uh, delayed. So at least there's that. I also wouldn't be surprised if, if this does hit in October. I'm curious if they're going to shuffle around their movie schedules. Uh, in general, their their new their their theater releases to kind of see how it plays out. I think the I think the schedule across the board for for Disney, I think is going to have to be adjusted. And even though they're saying that the Mandalorian will not be delayed, which is great news, mm-hmm. places have started opening up again. So yes. like for filming, like New Zealand is now open for filming, mm-hmm. uh, and so is I keep I want to say Bucharest, but I don't think that's it. Somewhere in that European block. Mm-hmm. there where they were filming uh, uh falcon and winter soldier is also now open for filming again so it's entirely possible that those shows could resume filming i know they were trying in new zealand they were trying to get the actors for the lord of the rings tv show they were trying to figure out how to get them to new zealand mm-hmm. in order for them to you know to begin filming Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the last I heard that, that they were trying to do, uh, trying to actually get them there to do the filming. So interesting. But now, one, yeah. one thing to add on, just a little side note to all of this, because uh, you actually just reminded me of that, Kev. Uh, so in the tri-state area, they're going to be lifting some of the restrictions. And it's important to note that uh, a very favorite theater of mine, the Warwick Drive-In in New York State, uh, right off the throughway, if I remember semi-correctly, uh, is going to be opening up this Friday, which I believe is the 18th. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, you can go to see if there's any drive-in movie theaters. Uh, I know in New York State, I know in Pennsylvania, there's a few of them still. I think there's 300 left in the country, give or take. Uh, and I think that uh, it's worth visit. It's definitely worth checking out those mom and pop places uh, if you can. I know I want to go to, I'm probably not going to go opening weekend because I know there's going to be a huge line. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to try to go uh, the weekend after that, if possible. So just worth for those, on people's radar. Uh, mm-hmm. For those in New Jersey, I heard they're opening up another one, a new one in Monmouth County. Yeah, they're like a brand new one. You're right. They're, op- they're opening up a temporary one. Uh, I, I forgot how it's going to be set up exactly. But um, for those who, for people who have never gone to a drive-in, uh, it's absolutely worth it. Uh, it's always great when you can go in general with like a pickup truck with people because you can just watch it from the bed of the truck. Obviously, not a great idea right now with the pandemic. Uh, Depending some, on how they're doing sound, also. Well, some a lot of times what people do is they'll they'll have like a boombox that they'll have to, uh, hooked up into their car or something like that. Right. So, uh, yeah. So just something to put on your radar for sure, folks, because it is great. Uh, Big Kev, here's something I usually don't say often, or at all. But can you take us to our first break today? Wow! Already, already? we only did two. We only did two pieces of news. Well, sir, we have lots, we have a little bit more Star Wars to hit in the break here with a, a little special guest. Uh, and All then right. We, then we have a lot more stuff that we got to hit on. All right. Well, then Mr. Mayhem and Mr. Sandwich, uh, we will take our first break 
on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 588, the one we're calling... Laughing at my pain. (laughs) Laughing at my pain. Okay. Sandwich decided. What do I think about May the 4th this year? Busy as always, especially this time of the year with uh, coronavirus and everybody locked in. Weird now that the Skywalker saga's done and uh, we've got the Mandalorians to look forward to and Cassian and... But it's busy as ever, even though we can't actually get out to the shops or go to conventions or physically do anything. uh, It seems like Star Wars has got more going on than it ever has, which is crazy because it's always been busy, but it's busier than ever. I'm very much looking forward to the future and looking forward to the rest of this year and what's coming out over, what, the next six years, 22, 4 and 6. We've got Tykers now confirmed for directing a film and other people are coming on board for television projects and Clone Wars has restored a lot of interest in animated Star Wars coming back the way it did in a way that nobody expected which was wonderful and doing it so well so I'm looking forward to the next animated show and obviously as we say Mando season 2 and and all the, the live action that's coming so yes yeah, Star Wars is crazy busy we can't keep up at Fanthatrax and speaking of Fanthatrax if you want to come and visit us Fanthatrax.com or at Fanthatrax on all of the social media feeds it's busy but fun goodbye old friend May the force be with you. And we are back. Thank you for sticking oh. along. I know that was a tough that was a tough commercial break right there. Yeah. Uh, but we heard from our good friend over at Fantatrax, our buddy Mark. Yeah. Who who <laughs> I mean Nice recovery. I thought so. Uh but uh, <laughs> he, uh I, I gotta say, the, the accent makes the man sound so much smarter. <laughs> no, he's actually no. Listen, let, let's 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 call uh, let's call it like it is. Mark Newbold over at Fanthatracks.com is he is a brilliant journalist. Indeed. He's a brilliant Star Wars journalist, certainly. Um, and, and a if nice you guy. guys a are nice looking guy. for the most up to date uh, Star Trek news and inform Star Wars. Did I say Star Trek you, earlier? You did. You, you did. As a matter of fact, he happens to be a really great Star Trek, a really brilliant <laughs> Star Trek. That's true. I'm not even lying about that. That's actually <laughs> the truth. What I meant was watch the, watch, is that if watch, you're looking for the most the up-to-date Star Wars news and information, there you go. The most up-to-date uh, Star Wars products and podcasts and everything, you can find all of that over at fanthatracks.com. F-A-N-T-H-A-T-R-A-C-K-S.com. They have a whole array. It's a whole media avalanche uh, of Star Wars news and information over there. There's uh, there's videos, there's news links, there's stories every day. So yeah, definitely go and check that out. Mark Newbold uh, over there, one of the one of the big wigs, one of the head honchos, one of the gold shirts over there, uh, is a brilliant, prolific Star Wars journalist. And uh, we're so happy whenever we get to uh, do anything with the Fantatrax guys. And uh, I think you're going to hear a lot more about uh, us uh, sort of working with Fanta Tracks uh, on a few things. So, yes. Nice. So, um, yes. Uh, But yeah, that, uh, Mark, uh, you know, if you want to talk to anyone on May the 4th to get, I I guess, your fingers on the pulse of the Star Wars universe, it's Mark Newbold. 
from fanthatracks.com. So we're always very happy to have uh, Mark give us some comments. Indeed, and he's uh, he's some, he's pretty optimistic right now. He kind of likes he, for the most part. It sounds like he he kind of likes the direction things are going right now. Uh, yeah. For the brand, uh, so we'll just wait and see. I feel like we're we're still gonna be hearing so much more stuff uh, during the uh, quarantine, and um, yeah, it, it has the uh, what's the the uh, the Chicago is it the Chicago or California show that you go to the Star Wars? Uh, it's Star Wars celebration. celebration. It, it, it actually moves around. Last year it was in Chicago. Okay. This this summer it was supposed to be in Anaheim. Yes. Okay. Now they haven't. They haven't canceled it yet. Still? But I cannot imagine at this point. I mean, I think if I remember the schedule correct, I want to say it was only uh, like maybe, I don't know, two weeks or so after Comic-Con, which has been canceled outright. Mm -hmm. And I really think that, I really think that they have to cancel celebration. I really think that. Yeah. In fact, the governor of California has said that there'll be no large, you know, thousands of people gatherings. I'm sure he said for the rest of this year at least. And yeah. I thought for sure the the governor of New York said a similar thing, which of course would affect New York Comic Con mm -hmm. in the fall. So the fact that both of those events haven't been canceled yet is a little surprising, number one. Number yeah. two, they're both run by Reed Pop. Yes. So it's a little kind of what's going on with Reed Pop. I'm sure they're trying to figure out a way, like if there's a ray of hope at all. But I'll be honest with you. I cannot see... Unless they move it to another city, which I cannot imagine that they would do for uh, for celebration, it's possible certainly, but I can't imagine that would be their answer. Um, I don't think we're going to have a celebration this year. I, mean, I also find it hard to believe that we're going to have a New York Comic Con this year. That's just my personal beliefs. Yeah. Um, based on what the government is saying about those type of gatherings, uh, but uh, uh, yeah. I, I love all I see and stay with all the Fanthatrax guys at celebration every year. Usually celebration falls on my birthday. Uh, so we usually uh, I usually get uh, a, a wonderful birthday uh, outing uh, with my friends uh, from across the sea uh, who I see maybe once a year if I'm lucky, sometimes two or three times a year if I'm really lucky. Um, so it's a really nice, yeah, yeah, and not to mention the fact, I've said this before probably a dozen times or or more on this show, Celebration is my favorite convention. Mm -hmm. Celebration is by far my favorite convention because, uh, you know, they're, it, it's very, obviously very focused on Star Wars, but it just seems like, you know, the fans are a bit more... I don't know. I want to say respectful. I want to say it's not so overwhelming. Like New Clean. York is just New York's like an avalanche where celebration is more like, you know, the really nice flurries that come down really slow and it's very nice to look at and everything else. <laughs> but but New York is like an avalanche. You know, and if you're not careful, you can get buried. This is very So true. like it's, you know, it's it is my favorite convention, so I am really upset that that it, it is very likely. And I think 
I think, well advised that they don't have it this year. Yeah. In which case, I will not get to see any of those guys probably, unless we're video chatting. Yeah. So. I, I will say I'm more. I, I uh, personally, this is just a personal opinion. Uh, I'd be surprised if there are any more big conventions, uh, like a New York Comic Con type style, uh, which makes me feel bad for the small businesses the independent artists those kind of folks and uh, frankly the journalists and the bloggers the, as well the radio shows and podcasts who have mm -hmm. uh booths there every year yeah. to promote the show yeah i honestly feel really really bad for 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 those uh um you know entities because you know for let's say for comic-con you know marvel and dc they're gonna be able to tell their breaking news in one way or another their their pro their projects that are coming out uh, for the for the average Joe, it's a bit of a different story. So there yeah. is that. Uh, moving along, we do have some Disney Plus news uh, hitting up the rest of the prep sheet here. Uh, so uh, Jerry Bruckheimer uh, gave some new details about the National Treasure TV show that's going to be coming to Disney Plus. Uh, he hinted that the whole the series is actually further along in development uh, that was recent than what was actually kind of hinted previously. Now, there's no uh, exact confirmation of what the show is going to look like or what this is going to look like without Nicolas Cage. Um, as we know, he did the two uh, movies already. Uh, but they have um, uh, a younger cast. Is, they, I was going to say, is it his son or something like that? Uh, it is. Uh, Not Nicolas Cage's son. I mean the character's son. It is. Do, 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 I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's all very kind of general right now. Uh, okay. The only thing that they're saying is that uh, the writer Chris Bremer uh, is is still in the bit of the scripting process right now, so things are kind of coming along nicely. Uh, and frankly, this is one of those. This is let's forget uh, Mandalorian for a second. This is one of those shows where I will resubscribe to Disney Plus to make sure mm -hmm. I can kind of check this out firsthand because. I'm a sucker for. I think I talked to you about this. Uh, actually, sandwich. We were going to talk about this before the show, but uh, one of the video games, as you gave me a hard time earlier, uh, I, I like those like pl puzzle platform adventure kind of games, action games like a Portal kind of game. Yeah. And National Treasure kind of falls into that kind of that that theme, that feel of like uh, adventure and treasure hunting in a way. So uh, I'm all about this. I'm very excited. You want an adventure? Try playing any video game with mumbles for more than 10 minutes. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. Tapping out. Uh, moving along. This, uh, I believe this. I said mumbles, not sandwich. I know. I know. I know. Sandwich is fine. I know. Sandwich is know. actually excellent. I know. We've actually, you, you, you have praised him and I'm aware. Uh, except for when he doesn't play. Uh, moving along. The uh, Broadway show Hamilton uh, is going to be uh, uh, hitting on Disney Plus in January. Uh, nice. Excuse me, excuse me, July. July, excuse me. Uh, it's going to be streaming on the service uh, July 3rd, uh, roughly a year before it was supposed to debut. Uh, it was slated, uh, slated for theatrical release on October 15th of 2021. Um, you know, cool. I think this is just like a nice bonus right here. I haven't oh. seen the show. I haven't seen the Broadway show, I should say. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, and I mean, it's one of the hottest topics that people are talking about with uh, Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, at the same time. So, yeah, I'm. I'm are aren't tickets that play like nine hundred dollars? I have no clue. I have <laughs> yeah, no clue. yeah. I mean, they were at one point. Uh, they were something like a year, a sold out for a year and a half or something. Yeah. 
Like you so, were planning that far in advance to get tickets because that's how. I mean, I'm sure there's still a wait to get tickets, but I'm not sure. Not really. It's not the original cast anymore. Um, but, you know, like for example, Lin Manuel Miranda isn't in it currently. Um, I think he's come back. I want to say maybe he's come back maybe one time or so. Um, but I, I am really excited to see this. I haven't seen the show either. I'd like to see it because of the the hubbub about it. I'd like to see what all the fuss is about, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm good for seeing that. But I I I also feel like you know, like I, I'm tempering my expectations because from what I do know of it, I don't know that I'll, I don't know that I'll like it very much, but I'd still like to see it just the same. For sure. Lin-Manuel has uh, a Miranda has a movie actually coming out as well called in the Heights, which is a play is a musical that he wrote before he wrote Hamilton. Um, and it's a bit more of a classic style and, they're making a movie of that. That I'm very excited to see because I saw uh, that one on Broadway. You did see that on Broadway? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know. So Sandwich saw it on Broadway. I didn't. I wish I had. Um, but uh, I am looking. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. So there you go. Um, now chances are, though, you will not be able to see the Broadway show for quite a while, no matter what. Uh, there's also reports that, oh well, is confirmed actually that Broadway is offering refunds or exchanges for any performances from now through September 6th. So the Broadway shutdown is going to be extended through Labor Day, uh, it looks like right right now. Uh, So obviously this is crippling for the industry. I mean, this is uh, pretty pretty crazy times, because let's be honest, I mean, kind of the same way we were talking about conventions, you know, chances are you may not want to be in a theater, in a, a, a Broadway show. At the exact same time. I mean, hell, I, I don't want to. And for anyone who's gone, uh, going in or out of the theaters is quite a pain in the ass. And dealing with the crowds on the streets is also quite a pain in the ass. So, Monty, I mean, shut that dog up. Th- listen, it's not my dog the one time. This is not my dog. Uh, Ange, handle the dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize you had a lackey there, dude. Yeah, it's unreal. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a pet too that I can just. Dude, you have, have nuggets. You have nuggets. Ruin in the background. You have nuggets. You're good. I'm, I don't I'm, have, I don't I, have I, anything. Pulling back the curtain uh, before the show, I was told I was on dog duty, so I had to. And uh, at the higher my brother, dog duty. You know, it's still not. It's still not as bad. It was still worse when we were at uh when uh we were at Studio OG because when his cat jumped on me when I had the allergic reaction and and, and you know started to like. Break I'm not out laughing of, at your pain. I'm not laughing at your pain. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm yeah, not laughing at your uh-huh, pain. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> too late. Uh, so that that was a that was a great moment. As, as Kev was wondering if that there was an EpiPen laying around just in case. Um, so there you go. Um, I was moving, moving along. <laughs> um, the because CW- we never lost a producer that way. <laughs> so I was hoping. On the one hand, hoping you know we have an EpiPen so we can save his life. On the other hand, I was like, well, adding to our collection of <laughs> how we lost producers. <laughs> Just saying, another one bites the dust. Uh, the CW. Uh, acquires rights to Swamp Thing. Tell me a story. Um, tell yeah. me a story. Yeah, that's Swamp Thing and Tell Me a Story. Oh, 
Oh yeah, it's 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 two separate down. entities. Yeah, it's really yeah. Tell me a story coming from CBS All Access and Swamp Thing coming from the DC Universe failing app. Has that failed yet? Yeah, and D and Swamp Thing was canceled after one season on that it, platform. It was canceled before the season started. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then the season happened, and everybody liked that show. Everybody. I liked it a lot. Everybody. I liked it a lot. Everybody liked it. People were telling me I would love the show, and I, I feel like I would. But after – you know what made me think of it? Like, Constantine, I loved that show. That one season I thought was fan-fucking-tastic. And then I they brought him over to, to the Arrowverse. Yeah, but I, I wanted a Constantine show, not, right. not a guest appearance. You. Um, to have to kind of go and follow or track him down. So I did Initially, that's what they talked about. Initially, they talked about just moving the show. Which I would love. Listen, I would love love a Constantine Swamp Thing show on like an HBO kind of platform, something like that. Like not CW. Not CW. They're in a group together. What's the group they're in in comics? Is it it the... Dark Justice League or something like that? Or Justice Just- League Dark. Yeah. 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 I think an animated movie just came out. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Where they revealed, by the way, did you see this news? Was Is that, that in the prep sheet? Uh, it's not. I, I know what you're talking about, though. I posted it on our Facebook page. It's revealed. This is about, I'm about to destroy Nick if he doesn't know this already. Go on. It was revealed that Constantine had a homosexual affair with King Shark. What, dude? I'm doing a thing. <laughs> so you profe- give me shit? So professional. So professional. Uh, as he goes to, on dog duty right now. Uh, I did not see the I did not see the article. I did not see you post that. If you go and look at Geek Stuff TNG at Facebook, if you scroll through the articles that I uh, have been posting up there. Mm-hmm. You'll find the one about Constantine and King Shark in the animated movie Justice League Dark. They reveal this. Okay, okay. There to which everybody was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, there's a few other animated movies I wanted to watch. They um, was a Superman uh, Red Sun dropped two months ago. Yeah, I that one I heard was really good. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, like, I like I like the comic book a lot. Uh, I think it was only like three issues, like three extended issues, um, and I really enjoyed that that storyline. So I would like to see the that show, uh, movie rather. Sandwich, do they have those movies available on the DC platform? Um, so honestly, I haven't used the DC platform in a while. I think it is though. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Because okay. I like to, that's I like to pop in and see it, that Superman movie. Yeah, it just again but, since it just came out, I don't know if it's on there though. This is a this is I think at least the second humongous uh heard <coughs> me at least the second sort of really large uh sexual revelation storyline thing that DC animation has revealed. Okay. The last of which was the dreadful killing joke. Where they showed that Batgirl and Batman that just didn't had happen. a thing that just didn't happen. Yeah, 
and it was disgraceful. I mean, it was disgraceful. I think this, though, is... I mean, this is really bad. I don't think it's on the level of Batman because, let's be honest, King Shark and Constantine are really, with all due respect, they're at best... Constantine, at best, is a second-tier villain, and King Shark... Uh, second-tier character. King Shark is maybe a third-tier villain, so it, it really... It's kind of odd. Mm -hmm. Um and not really sort of as big uh sort of blow to the system, if you will, as Batman and Batgirl. But I was stunned. I was just like, are you kidding me? I mean, why? What is the purpose of doing that? They've never given any that I'm aware of. They've never given any inclination about either of those characters private lives, if you will. Not that I've ever recalled anyway. I read Hellblazer for a, a good while. So I don't recall anything. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that. It just seems like shock value yeah, rather than worst. purposeful. It had nothing to do with the story. It didn't move the story at all. And I guess their explanation might be that it helps develop the characters a little bit. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was really I was really taken aback by that one. My, my thought process for that is why is being gay character trait for characters? Because being straight is not a character trait for anyone else. You know, I know it's not well, the same thing, but like, okay, if you want to make him gay for a minute, sure. But like, we don't need a pull away gag for that. We're in the middle of a story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, and I think, I think the answer would be because people think that, you know, heterosexuality is normal and, and homosexuality is not. Therefore, when there is an instance of homosexuality, it's it's a character trait that they like to promote. But that's everybody across the board. Iceman, uh, what's his name from Alpha Flight? I can't remember what his name is from Alpha uh, Flight. North Star, I think, from Alpha yeah, Flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Batgirl, not Batgirl, Batwoman, Batwoman. sorry, is also gay. Uh, so, you know, there's there's a whole sort of... Of and every time something like this happens, it it makes sort of it made national news most of the time. Um, this didn't make national news, but I was really again, I just kind of felt like it was really sort of gratuitous and had no real point to the story. Mm -hmm. you, you know when? Um, oh, maybe it was Aurora. Is that the one from? Maybe that's maybe it's Aurora. I can't remember the character from Alpha Flight. I think was. They, he and his boyfriend or, or, or partner or whatever, I think they were trying to adopt a baby when that became national news. I think the storyline was about him adopting a kid. I think a kid with AIDS as well. I don't remember exactly. Okay. Um, and Batwoman was simply, you know, like, because the character was coming to TV, I think, when they revealed that. So I think that's why that was news. And Iceman is one of the original X-Men, so it's a pretty huge character, and yeah. To for after all these years to have him come out as gay as well, it's kind of like, you know, I, I get it, but this just didn't seem there. There was no point to this. It didn't seem like there was a point to this. So. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, yep. For for me, um, I always point out. All right, so I don't know if you guys read this. There was a, a limited run back in like 2016, Midnighter and Apollo. I always yeah. point to these guys because they were the only characters who I've ever felt. They were gay or whatever, but it wasn't like they didn't spend a lot of time on it. It wasn't, and a, plot, it was a, it wasn't like a plot twist or, or it wasn't or, a plot. Or point. It didn't drive. Yeah, it didn't drive. And it story. worked beautifully. Like it worked beautifully. 
Because that's in theory, in theory, if you want to make it normal, they treated it the best I've ever seen. Where it's like, okay, he's gay, cool, and then it's like we move on. You know what I mean? Like it's not some big thing where he has a reveal or this or that. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is my uh, husband or whatever. And like, I always appreciate it because it was a good story, mm-hmm. and he's a cool character, right? And like being, how do I say this? Like in gay. the CW, yeah. In the CW, when they had Mr. Terrific be the homosexual character, fine, whatever. But then they changed the Mr. Terrific story to the point where it's not Mr. Terrific anymore. It's just a guy who wanted to be Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific, Mr. Mr. Terrific became a hero because his wife died. Okay? Fine, you want to make him gay, you gotta kill the husband because that's the story of Mr. Terrific. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, it, like, they're changing things just so they can include people. Which, if you want to include people, that's fine. But do it in a way that makes sense. Don't do it just because you want to hang manly fit in. Don't fit the circle in the square. You don't need to do that. Yeah, Big Kev, I, I love I, I, I love when Sandwich kind of gets like worked up. And, and I'm just, just sitting like, here quiet watching him. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I mean, watching the energy. It's funny also because like the the audio is coming through, but like the video is choppy, so it's funny kind of just like he's punching <laughs> yeah. air while still yelling. It, it's, fun. it's just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's frozen in really weird like. Like he's about to threaten somebody or smack someone upside the head. I, uh, I get, I I have strong emotions. I try to control sometimes. That's okay, uh, <laughs> boys. Uh, we have another voicemail. And we have a game stuff that we need to hit on before Ooh. talking. Before I think we need to hit on some some product that we need to have uh, Big Kev break down uh, little by little. So uh, Big Kev, with that, Mister Mayhem and Mister Sandwich, we will take our unprecedented <laughs> second break. Here on Geek Stuff TNG, episode 588, uh, the one we're calling something sandwich something. Laugh at my pain. Laugh at my pain. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hello everyone, this is on a box, Tom, if you will. I was just calling about a review of the new streaming service, Peacock. It has a decent menu when you first walk, get into it. It starts off with clips from recent shows like this Tonight Show or something that has to do with Mother's Day. It breaks the categories down pretty well. It's more of like a Netflix kind of thing. It changes from time to time. But for the most part, it's the same things like action adventure, all that other stuff. They also had a good category. I know Kev might like this or might say it's good. The original Hitchcock movies like Psycho and The Birds and Vertigo and stuff like that. They have a couple of good documentaries that I saw. I didn't get really deep into the menus. It has one on Back to the Future from 19, uh, I'm sorry, from 2016. 2017, and another one on Gilbert Gilbert Gottfried, and 
something from Ford Mustang. They look like interesting documentaries. The only thing that I didn't like about it is that they didn't have a category specifically for documentaries. It's easier to find them on other streaming services like Netflix or Disney+. Plus. I didn't see anything as far as movies go that were newer. They have a lot of old stuff like the old horror movies, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Bride, Frankenstein Meets the Werewolf, stuff like that. Um, the shows that they have for TV, for that channel, they only have, go back about two seasons. I haven't seen a streaming service that does have the originals that are still airing. Like, I wanted to see one that's recently wrapped up that just had their season finale, and I was hoping to watch it from the beginning, and they only had the last two seasons, and they didn't have from the beginning. They only had the ones that are older from, like, maybe the 90s or 2000s that you can start from the beginning, from the pilot on. Sorry if I'm saying I'm a lot, but it drives me crazy, too. They have a good... Also, they also have a good function called the channel function where you can go into that function and it'll have what it says like the Tonight Show or Saturday Night Live and it'll mix between recent episodes and past episodes or things like that. And you can pick from that. That's all I got for Peacock. I just want to add something else to my review that has nothing to do with Peacock and I wish that Disney Plus would have added more to the original Mickey Mouse Club that they showed the pilot from 1955. They only showed one week of it. And I desperately want to know what happened to Pat and Duncan when they went to go tour TWA. They only lasted a week from Monday to Friday, and they didn't go any further. So I'm pretty sure that that was only because of interest, and nobody would want to watch it. But damn it, I want to watch it. I wish that they would bring that back, but otherwise, that's my review of Peacock. I wouldn't say that it's better or worse than most. If I had to judge them, I would say Disney Plus first, Peacock, and then CBS All Access. The only reason I say that is because Peacock has a lot more interesting content than CBS All Access does. Disney Plus, I'm just I have been a big fan since Wonderful World of Disney back in the 70s, 80s. So that's just my take on it. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening. Bye. Ahoy, ahoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. Microsoft held the Xbox Series X gameplay reveal stream last week. And the big takeaway was where's the gameplay? They showed about 15 games, and each one was a mixture of in engine renders and cinematic cutscenes which was very off-putting given the amount of time they drove home the term gameplay. The Zeitgeist reaction was enough for developers like Ubisoft to note that, yeah, that wasn't a great move. The whole idea is to showcase how good the games look on Xbox Series X. Then they didn't do that. Besides Dirt 5 Racing and Vampire the Masquerade 2, I think all the titles were previously announced. At least nothing sticks out in my mind. Hopefully this lights a candle under their ass, and Microsoft starts showing what their new console can really do. And finally, yes, finally already, because the world is still down for repair, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remastered have been announced and due to arrive later this year, September 4th. While I wasn't very excited to play Hangar and School 2 for the 15th time, once I saw the gameplay trailer, I was a little bit more accepting. The maps from 1 and 2 have been unlockable in other Tony Hawk games, 
and especially when remade for Tony Hawk HD. So while I would have liked to have seen a complete series collection, or at least some of the other titles remastered, like Tony Hawk 4 or Project 8, this will have to be good enough for now. But at least it looks better than Tony Hawk 5, which was a legitimate insult to their franchise. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Live from Studio Hem, the Sandwich Shop, and Biff Kefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. You just heard a lovely little commercial from my friends over at Build X-Wing. Build X-Wing, home to the one and only 118-scale X-Wing on the market, which is great for three, three, three and three-quarter figures. It's a great piece for collector guys and diorama guys, and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. It comes with many fabulous features, like places for the bombs to go. The ship has lights that go on and off. RGD to goes boop, bop, and beep. And the X-Foils open into attack position. We at Geeks of TNG always highlight the Deluxe Edition, which comes with many fabulous features, like working landing lights, static figures, the little people movers, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. You'll also get many fabulous little magazine guides which come with interesting source material and background stuff, and you get a fabulous little binder to bind it all together, uh, place it on your shelf somewhere, or maybe display it somewhere if you want to display some beautiful source material, and all that fun stuff. So, time for me to hop into a little uh, bit, stolen from Big Kev himself. Ooh. Were you going to go to a convention with your friends post-coronavirus? You know, everything got shut down 2020. 2021, you guys want to hit the, you want to hit the convention circuit hard. So you're going to go to a convention with your friends, and you're going to see this beautiful beautiful x-wing piece displayed and you know 2020 was a rough year for you you were stuck inside you get to see your friends a lot it was a rough year so you you, you want to spend your money make yourself feel a little better you want to take that home just really brighten up your day you go walk over to that guy at the booth and you're gonna say hey bud how much did x-wing cost and he's gonna throw a number at you and you're gonna say holy shit i can't do that you know coronavirus happened maybe you know pay got cut maybe you got furloughed it got tough, all right? What this does, what Build X-Wing does, is it gives you an affordable way to get the X-Wing of your dreams in your home now, all right? You're not going to want to wait. You're not going to want to miss out on this. It's a beautiful piece. It's a heavy piece. You're going to build it. You're going to build it from the ground up. It's going to look beautiful. It's huge. It's a big piece, all right? I've seen the boxes that this thing comes in. This thing's massive. It's not some little <laughs> rinky-dink toy, all right? You're going to love it. Trust me. I don't sell bullshit. If you want to reach them, <laughs> they are buildxwing.com or if you reach them on the telephone, they're at 877-544-6779. Monty, your studio is not Studio Hem, it's Studio M. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you said, said Studio Ham, to be honest with you. I was going to make sure... Studio Ham. I was going to make sure you knew you weren't at work. I was going to just, you know, just double check. That's all. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sandwich, thank you for that lovely-ish uh, spot right there. Also, the okay-ish spot. I would like to also thank uh, Anabox, one of our uh, dedicated Patreon uh, yes. members for his review of Peacock. Um, and now the fact that, honestly, he just mentioned that there's a lot of Hitchcock stuff on there. Uh, I, I'm very, I'm honestly a little bit more intrigued now to check out the damn thing to be totally and Universal you. Monsters. Uh, well, I also ha I own all the Universal Monsters uh, movies. I don't own all of the Hitchcock uh, movies, mm. so now there's that bit of temptation right there. Uh, that that's something I may actually uh, consider after um, the Joe Bob driving uh, season is over with. So, uh, yeah, something something to kind of keep on my radar, and also a big thank you to Coke Logic. Uh, for another lovely game stuff. 
and talking Thanks, about the new, logic and talking about the new Tony Hawk game that was uh, uh, announced earlier today, actually. So it was the new or is it the, the remastered? Well, I mean, that's still new. Either way. Yeah, fine. So, yeah. Uh, so moving along a little bit of product that I think that hit the news that's going to be coming out that I think that we need to have Big Kev talk about. Uh, because if you were not aware, uh, Big Kev is a bit of a fan when it comes to the Flash Gordon. Okay. Has a bit of a record. Uh, and the new Flash Gordon 4K trailer, poster, and Blu-ray oh. set was uh, unveiled. And I'm not sure how everyone else is going to feel about this. The initial box set, the the big Mama Jammer, which is insane. Uh, I think the... It's like six or seven discs in it, right? It's All right, so there's... Five, it's a five, the ultimate collection. I'm going to go just through that because there's so much to go through. Right. The five disc uh, ultimate collection um, has the UHD and two Blu ray discs, a bonus Blu ray disc of Life After Flash, the 2017 feature documentary, <laughs> celebrating the film and its star, directed by Lisa Downs, the original soundtrack track by Queen and Howard Blake, a 32 page booklet. 16-page Titan mini book with the story of Flash Gordon, uh, reproduced booklet uh, of the first strip of the original comic books, a poster of original artwork, four art cards of various incarnations of the Flash film posters across the years, and one so on Flash pa- Flash patch. Does it say if there's any commentary the... available? Do, there's commentary on these other box sets, which makes me think that if it's on the, you know, the the basic DVD and the basic Blu-rays, that it would be part of the collector's edition. Commentary by whom? Uh, the commentary, sir, will be by. There's a list here. Uh, Mike Hodges, Brian Blessed, Blessed, uh, Blessed, Blessed. Uh, do Entertainment Earth Flash uh, Bob Lindemeyer discusses deleted scenes and original Bob, endings. Bob Lindemeyer. Okay, go on. Uh, and da, da, some more commentary by Brian. Bless it again. Da, uh-huh. da, it, it's kind of all over the place on how it's written down here. Does it say Sam Jones or Melody Anderson? Uh, let's find out. Sam Jones. Mm, Sam Jones. Act, it just says... It says Sam Jones is acting star, so I don't know what that means. And who was the other he one? He plays Flash. No, no, no. Like, I don't know how they're... I don't know if it's, like, him just talking for a little bit or if it's a documentary or, like, a little On, clip or wh- exactly what is can. Where does it say... What does it say for him? It, it just says Sam Jones is acting start. So I don't know what that means. Oh, it just talks about the beginning of his career, probably, because uh, yeah, that maybe. was the beginning of his career. And who was the other one you said? Melody Anderson. Uh... It says Melody's Musings, so it just may be a, like a little gag reel or some kind of jokes, maybe. Interesting. I, uh, or thoughts of her, I should say. So, I mean, Kev, do be... you know somewhere where you could get um, <laughs> those commentaries? It sounds like yeah. you might have a source. Yeah, you know where those commentaries are? They're in the unit. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, for those of you that are new, uh, myself, OG, and, a, uh, uh, and Mr. Fantastic and some other people as well, uh, helping out at the time, uh, we had Sam Jones and Melody Anderson and Bob Lindemeyer, by the way. Bob is a great guy, uh, by the way. He has 
the lar- I think he has the largest collection of original props from the Flash Gordon movie. I'm pretty sure he still has that title. He also works in um like uh in prop effects and things like that. You may remember, well, maybe not you sandwich, but you Mr. Mayhem may remember a couple of years ago a company put out the War Rocket Ajax um ship from the Flash Gordon movie. It was on Sideshow. It was stupid expensive. It was like $1300 or something okay. like that. Bob actually worked on that product. Um uh for that for that company which i can't remember the name of at the moment but he worked on that project uh bringing that ship which i really wanted but it was so damn expensive um to the public so bob and bob knows more about that movie i think than the people who made it so uh i i i think bob is a great source to have on on that movie you know uh uh at at any time really um and so in my apartment a uh, hundred years ago, Sam Jones, Melody Anderson, Bob Linda Mayer, myself actually did commentary for the Flash Gordon movie, and uh, we released it um, as a separate DVD. And the idea was that you started the you started that file like on your computer at the time. It would have been probably only your computer, maybe your phone. I'm not sure. But you started it, and you could have the commentary playing on your computer in front of you while you watched the movie on your TV screen. Uh, it was a really wonderful project, really difficult project to pull together, but we pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had Sam Jones, Melody Anderson, and Bob also on our uh, live SiriusXM show uh, for two hours. They had the whole uh, night with us that night. It was a really sort of wonderful weekend. And then Sam Jones, uh, who I had to take to the airport the next morning, uh, slept on my couch <laughs> and snored louder than any human being that I have ever encountered in my life. <laughs> do you, so, do you, uh, have, do you still have copies of that, uh, that commentary? I, I'm sure in, I'm sure they're in, the product archive. They may they be are. in the con box in the product archive, but I they don't are. know that a hundred percent sure. But I know that we, yeah, we definitely still have some. Right. It was a limited edition. We did not sell out of them. They are the discs themselves feature Alex Ross artwork and are signed by Sam Jones and Melody Anderson. Ooh. It's a really wonderful item, and and you know, from a cost perspective, we were practically giving them away. Um, but yeah, every time we have a live event like New York Comic Con or something, we always have a few just in case anyone actually comes up and asks us for them. But it's it's been a while for yeah. that. And here's the thing: like with, with this uh, 4K restoration thing, this whole anniversary set, uh, I, I love the new artwork that was made for it. Uh, I think it's I think it's just it's done very well without trying to make it look. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen it yet. Is it Alex Ross? Uh, no, Matt Ferguson. Uh, oh, okay. A, a poster release, uh, and and frankly, I just I think it's beautiful. Honestly, I think this is really really nice. And well, I'm gonna have to look at it. I, I'm I, really surprised. I honestly feel that Flash Gordon is just one of those properties that um, need it. I'm not not saying it needs to be re re you know rebooted or anything like that. But I think the, this original film just needs to get a little bit more recognition uh, and just kind of have a few more eyeballs on it, just to kind of. Uh, you know, just make another generation aware of it, just to kind of watch it, check it out. So when when we did that commentary, mm-hmm. uh, 
Sam Jones had maybe done one or two conventions before that and really hadn't done anything with Flash Gordon probably since they made the film. Like he really had really just sort of fallen off the radar. Mm -hmm. And we had made friends with Melody Anderson because she was next to us at, I think, New York Comic Con and maybe one or two other conventions. And we, we became friends and we started talking about this idea. And when they released the, I don't remember what anniversary edition it was. It was the one that had the Alex Ross artwork on the cover. Um, they refused to pay Sam and Melody to do a commentary track. And that's what got me thinking. And that's how the whole project sort of started. So, uh, yeah, really interesting because everyone credits um, Ted, the movie Ted, with bringing back Sam Jones. If you saw the movie Ted about the talking teddy bear mm-hmm. and he and, and uh, uh, Marky Mark were uh, obsessed with the Flash Gordon movie. And uh, and Sam Jones was in it as himself and all these things. And uh, it was it was really funny and, and, and all that. And they talk about that sort of the renaissance of Flash Gordon started happening then. I don't disagree. Um, they were doing action figures, I think, slightly before Ted, a couple years before Ted Biff Bang Pow, a dreadful company, did six inch action figures that were they were they were pretty good. They kind of they didn't last very long, which we didn't expect that they would. Um, Biff Bang Pow was trying desperately at that time to be NECA, and they just couldn't pull it off. Now we have um, Flash Gordon uh, action figures from both the movie and the original sort of comic strip era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting those from uh, our friends over at Boss Fight Studios. Fantastic. And they showed them. They showed them at New York Comic Con. You saw they, at least sure, one of them, they right? They sure did. I, I and I just kind of stood there looking at it, like I want that. So yeah. yes, I the, remember looking right. And the at first it. one they solicited actually comes with a Flash Gordon lunchbox. I don't know if it's still available or not. Uh, check I the uh, check the sources, and uh, you'll be able to to see if it's still available. It looks great. Three and three quarter, uh, superposable. You know all the points of articulation. Figures that we, you know, were just simply not available in 1980 uh, uh, for us to have, and now we're going to be able to get them. Don't know to what extent. Don't know how many characters they're doing, and so on and so forth. But you can bet uh, um, that 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 I'm getting them. Uh, yeah, it's obviously it's one of my favorite uh, films. It's my favorite terrible film. Is really <laughs> what it is, and I think it's really brilliant. I'll be buying the super deluxe gift set uh, to go along with the rest of my uh, versions, including. Uh, the, the version, uh, the, the previous version, which coincides with us doing the commentary uh, with with Sam Jones and Melody Anderson. So yeah, I am actually really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, and you can uh, about that, and you can do the pre order still at a uh, oh. Boss Fight Studio for it. Uh, because oh, forty four ninety nine uh, on there. And, yeah, I mean, and- considering a considering a three and three quarter independent figure nowadays is about twenty bucks. It's not bad for a figure in a lunchbox. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. So. Again, that this is this was a this is the one that I discovered what two years ago, something like that, uh, through you. And, and their stuff just looks so much better in person and everything like that. Just really, really great. Who um, boss fight? Boss fight, yeah. Oh, their stuff's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've been following them since the beginning. Yeah, just see, but actually, just like seeing them in person because you kept telling me like you're gonna like them, you're gonna like them. I kind of, oh yeah, like, I kind of yes you 
Uh, and then when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, those zombies look pretty. I want the zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so those were pretty sweet. Uh, boys, we're coming to an end here. Is there anything else you want to hit on real quick before we wrap things up? Anything else on the sheet? There's nothing else on the sheet, baby. Nothing else. Oh, well, we got through all of it. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, though, you can catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com. Uh, you can check us on the social medias. Uh, Geeks of TNG at Instagram, at Facebook, and on Twitter. You know, uh, we should say we should say that the website is undergoing construction right now. So if you're having issues getting in, or it looks like things aren't happening, just be patient. It's coming. Indeed. Uh, yes. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem. M O N T E S M A Y H E M. Uh, that is on the Instagrams, the Twitter, the Snapchats, and the YouTubes where I'm trying to post some more videos uh, before Sandwich gives me a hard time for neglecting my responsibilities. Uh, Big Kev, sir. Uh, you can find me on the Xbox One network as Big Kev GS, where I go in nowadays and just do one or two dailies in Red Dead, and then usually we've been popping back over to GTA. Uh, five, um, you know, because Red Dead's getting really bogged down and buggy, which is too bad. Um, but that's the way the world works. Other than that, you can find me at BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, pretty much. Fantastic. And Sandwich? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, eventually, I'll come back to Xbox. My Xbox is running cold. I haven't turned it on in a while. Uh, you can find me at Fat Dumbledore, F A T. D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Fat Dombladore. Fantastic. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem and Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Jerry Stiller, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
fucking holy grail. Oh, fucking flush. 